Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. I'm BJ Ryan. Joining me as always, the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. G'day, Bernie. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. How are you, though? I'm, uh, I'm well, I'm well. You were you're hoping that I was going to say I'm a little bit... Uh a bit frustrated, a little bit tantrumy, even, weren't you? Yeah, potentially. You've, potentially. Cop- you've copped a few of those during the week on our little uh, WhatsApp chat, haven't you? You have seemed a touch agitated for, on a variety of issues, but we'll park that for the moment and we'll uh, we'll um, hold your fire. We'll keep things positive for starters. What do you think? I'm a very positive man, so I think uh, I think that's a tremendous idea, Bernie. First of yeah, all, you're Bernie, by the way, today as well. So I've been told I was calling you Beach too much. So uh, you're Bernie for the day. Okay, mm. all right. We'll roll with Bernie. Um, Now, big thanks to last week's guest, Mm. Luke Fernie, fresh from a big winning double at Ascot yesterday. I was going to say, any trainers that want to uh, come and find some form, not that Luke was ever out of form, um, just come and and spend an hour and a half or three and a half hours on the podcast. And uh, yeah, there's midweek doubles to be had. Yeah, the uh, the one one's own Luke Fernie mm. will be claiming mm, <laughs> from 100%, now on. 100%. So, but yeah, um, apologies for for the delay in publication, and also we had some sound issues, so a bit of pilot error involved on our behalf. But I think it turned out quite well, and it was great to pick Luke's brain, and um, especially about the the art of thoroughbred horse training. Definitely a young fellow on a mission, big future in in the great game, Terry. Definitely, I think we'll uh, we'll. He's welcome to come back again and try another one of mistake sangers. Sounds good. Yeah, and don't forget, listeners, we have bookmaker, Leviathan Bookmaker, Pete McCormick lined up for a guest spot in the, on the podcast in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we had some listeners throw Racing Radio's own Lockie Taylor under the bus yeah. on Twitter last Friday night. So um, I'm sure he'd slot in nicely on the 1-1. Yeah, I've never actually spoken or, or met Lockie, but um, from what I understand, he's a very astute uh, judge, and it'd be nice to hear a little bit about, um, I think... Jim hurt himself. So I think Brittany and uh, Lockie are doing a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the legwork down at the Taylor Yard. So it'd be interesting to hear about a few of his runners and uh, how that's all going. So yeah, let's get him on. Have we got the money in our uh, salary cap though? I'm not sure. I think, mm. I think Lockie might be a bit too smart for us. I think he's like a Doogie Howser MD type <laughs> operator. I think he might be a bit too clever for for us battlers. But um, yeah, look, we're always interested in getting new people onto the show. So uh, hit us up on Twitter if there's anyone that you'd like us to interview uh, or try to get on the show anyway um but i think if we were setting a price about getting some of the heavy hitters like bob peters and oh. william pye how, how do you think we'd go with that with those two terry oh, i think it would be if we got bob on i think it would be one of the more um entertaining um at least at least the podcast would go for about 33 minutes in total because uh yeah i think his responses would be one word only yes <laughs> do you like superstorm chance on the weekend oh maybe <laughs> okay. right, speaking, speaking of the weekend Huge day at Flemington for WA Racing mm. fans. We have WA's fastest horse, Fabergino. She heads to Flemington down the straight, 1,000 metres for the Bob Hoisted handicap. Jordan Childs has been interesting booking. Jordan Childs has been booked to replace regular rider Peter Nucky. Unfortunately, Pete's been sidelined with a nasty groin injury. It's a good uh, opportunity for Pike to ride, wasn't it? Yeah, interesting to know how they came up with Jordan Childs as the booking. But yeah, mm. she seems like... Um, Fred Kersley's over there too, isn't he? Yeah, young Freddie's there. He rode Fabergino. He's one of uh, Fabergino. Yeah, yeah, he has in the past. So yeah. But anyway, she's. Um, the, I, I would suspect this is more of a fact-finding mission for Fabergino to it's uh, to see how she handles the travel, how she handles Victoria, Flemington. A uh, good experience for Tiana Robertson. I think if she wins or goes well, they'll be back, maybe targeting like a Group One or something like that 
in the uh, in the spring. So they should. Yeah. I think they've made a decision now to keep her to the um, thousand meter, basically right no limit. Just jump and run. Don't try to overcomplicate things. Yeah, so I think there's the handling um, the straights a different uh, kettle of fish. But um, yeah, I, I, know, I know very little about the the Flemington form as you, or the Eastern States form in general, as you're aware. But um, purely on times and whatnot, she's. Uh, I reckon she'll probably go pretty close. Yeah, you'd think if she. Obviously, if she handles the straight mm. and ridden for speed by Jordan Childs, she's surely she's got to be the fastest horse in that race. But again, we're novices when it comes to the uh, Eastern States form. Merv, but, uh, Mervyn's staying in Perth, so <laughs> that's, uh, that's one speed. So and also, sometimes the, the straight track can uh, can play a little bit funny. Um, you need to be in a certain part of the track, but I'm sure Jordan Childs will be all over that and know where the lane to be in. So exciting, but yeah. also. The, uh, the big ticket item on the day is the insanely talented Superstorm. He's going to be taking on Australia's, Australasia's actually, best three-odd milers in the $1 million Australian guineas. The wizard William Pike on board. What do you think, Terry? Can he win? Well, I can't really make a... Uh, I, asking me if he can win is probably the wrong person to ask. As I said, I don't really do the Eastern States form. Very one-dimensional in that sense. But what, what I have come up with i don't think the barrier draws are too big an issue because it's not he's not really the um doesn't have the best barrier manners in the world i'm hoping that after we saw uh catalyst and uh alligator blood take each other on well just get in that two horse war in the straight i'm hoping that war starts really early i'm hoping one of them gets going and thinks oh i don't want to let the other one get away or whatnot and and if they're going at each other from the 400 the 500 the 600 type thing and pike is waiting but i don't know on the on the numbers and what all the data analysts are saying is um he can't win on that run but that was first up at 1500 meters and pikey sat up late so uh, i don't know there's going to be improvement in him and it's hard to um, quantify the form from two different states so i i've as i said i, I told i said to get on if he wins well last start at the 20 30 40 to one that was available so mm. yeah i think at 15 bucks he's probably not world's worst bet yeah that's i'm looking at this price and i i look at superstorm as a horse who's got tremendous upside but there is a world where superstorm could have won both the wa guineas and the kingston town classic yeah like he was jammed away on the rails on both occasions and you know if he heads to melbourne with a guineas and or a kingston town under he's his back bucks, yeah. and then he's a uh, then he bolts in in the challenge like he did the other day what price is it yeah. so i'm chenia who i really like the run of finished third behind the two faves <clears throat> the other day it's won one race at sandown or something like that and it's seven dollars so i would suspect superstorm and chenia should be equally marked from a rough um rankings point of view from the market and yeah i I really like that price for superstorm and also i like the draw because his best performances so far have been when he's been around been uh, allowed to work into the race with momentum in the guineas and in the kingston town as i mentioned before he was jammed away on the rail and wasn't allowed to to get flowing into the race so um i reckon the draw is right pike's going to be smoking the pipe watching it all unfold if superstorm is good enough he's going to get his chance for sure well in a race that um doesn't have a huge amount changing from a lot of their last meetings he's the point of difference horse and i always like to back a point of difference horse if you get in the price so yeah good luck hope he wins uh, obviously for a monetary sake as i was saying to you before mm. but uh I'd, I'd love to see pike win a uh, a big race over in melbourne yeah me too so of course it's going to be william pike's second saturday in a row in melbourne mm-hmm. after he steered regal power into a nice really nice fourth 
in the Peter Young Stakes at Caulfield last weekend. Did you catch the replay, Terry? Yeah, no, I saw it live. Uh, well, saw it on the on the box at least. Uh, very good run against uh, against Patton. Um, it was fresh over eighteen hundred against some pretty nice horses. So. Really, really good run on the turn. You thought it was all over. Loomed, um, probably just ran out of condition. Also, as I said, worst part of the track potentially. But um, yeah, should be cherry ripe for the Australia Cup. And uh, hopefully we can get him a gate. Um, mm. He can settle in the first half of the field because I don't think we can be getting back to dead last or nearish to dead last against some of those good ones over east. Yeah, I think the, the telltale sign for the regal power situation was that bob peters didn't even go to caulfield he was at ascot last saturday um so to me that was a bit of a red flag that perhaps uh they'll be keeping their powder dry with regal power until australian cup day i thought he went super that's going to top him off nicely he'll elevate off that and as you said if he can draw one to six in the australian cup he doesn't have to be that far back he can actually hold a spot um with a genuine tempo geez he's going to be hard to beat he's currently seven dollar second favorite behind King's Will Dream. Mm -hmm. And also while we're on the East Coast, come play with me. Former Adam Durant, trained stayer. He won the Metropolitan in Sydney last year. He's racing second up in the Group 1 Chipping Norton Stakes at Randwick on Saturday. So keep an eye out for come play with me. But locally, um, the Cerise and White, they just filled their boots again, didn't they? They had a treble last Saturday. Yep. Um, but really the big talking point was this will test you. Rolled yeah. again, $1.55. Shinju, the Ganjimi Racing Stable, is getting back in the winner's circle for the first time since November last yeah, year. Luke Fernie tipped that on the podcast as well. He'd be, yeah. he'd be very disappointed. He messaged me about eight seconds after that race, um, just reminding me that he'd tip that on the podcast. So. Bit, of, bit of Fernie mail. Bit of Fernie mail, exactly right. Um, yeah, no, you could just tell she was never a really happy horse. She never is a really happy horse. But um, the moment she missed the kick, to, to kick up like she did, absorb some pressure and still go that close. It was a really nice run, but... Maybe um, time to lower the expectations and increase the price about this will test you, I'd say. So, uh, yeah, let's just let her um, try and iron out a few of her issues and see if she can live up to that potential. But, yeah, might just be a horse. Yeah, yeah, I think there was some um, extenuating circumstances on Saturday. But most notably, she just doesn't she, – she just doesn't have the – mental maturity at the moment to um to handle race day really she just she just seems like you know i'm looking at it from afar but it just seems like she's she's got a um some fragility there mm -hmm. mentally which is you know and when catherine wheel made her really earn the lead it just it you know maybe if catherine wheel wasn't in the race gets to the lead oh, that's not controls yeah. the whole thing but i just think that that it's more if she's as good as they were saying she's going to be you should be able to miss it by a couple muster up and win still well like they, they were talking about going across with group ones and stuff over in melbourne so they were trying to get her ratings points up to that 80 90 100 mark as quick as possible so i don't i don't care if she should have won the way i'm talking about this being our next big superstar um she's nowhere near it mm. Yeah, that might sound a bit harsh, but <laughs> well, no, I think I think the talent is there. It's just unlocking yeah. the talent, and, well, that's, and, that's whether, half, and whether, half the battle, though. whether she's a, whether she's ever going to get there. So, yeah, exactly watch right. this space. This will test you. Arctic Stream won the detonator, the feature detonator stakes on Saturday at Ascot. The Pontiff and Ross Price's that's an old combination mm. from way back. Um, and the, I suppose the we have to mention that it could be. The last time we see Star Exhibit at the races, he was uh, the dual Perth Cup winner. He was a disappointing sixth or seventh on the day. And it seems like he's 
heading yeah. towards the end. Fair old career for one of uh, the horses, which Bob probably n- never really got the accolades despite winning um, a couple of Perth Cups and various other features. Never quite got the accolades or um, that a lot of the other Cerise and White Runners did. But uh, if that is the end, it was a, a fair old career. 1.4, 1. 1.5 million yeah, in stakes. I reckon the rest, the rest of us would have liked to uh, to own that one. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, fair old career. Now, Watch Me Dance, she raced into Karakata Plate contention she's a pretty smart filly terry i reckon she's the second best two-year-old in wa so far behind Gemma's son um yeah she's uh she's she's a bit different in that she she um from she's not your jump and run type um so yeah it's going to be interesting she might even be more suited at the 1400 meter size but that uh that will yep. all play out in time there was an interesting mm. um bit of pre-race information that come out uh on Twitter regarding the tactics for Mindari. What did you think of um, the Twitter notification that said that Mindari will be taking a sit, Terry? Well, you know what I think. Uh, you're just trying to goad me a little <laughs> bit here, which is fair enough. I'd do the same if it was vice versa. So, yeah. So for those that don't know, there was a notification. Um, obviously, Paul Jordan um, notified the stewards they wanted to take a hold of Mindari. And, and rides. I think it was off the pace, if possible. Was off the, the pace, if possible. Yeah, Mindari, for those that have seen um, his or her, AJ? I think it's a her, yeah. Her, yeah, her first couple of runs uh, would know that uh, she jumps the gates, like all poor Jordan youngsters do, and can uh, can lead if, if they want to, basically. She drew inside all of the other speeds. So um, what, what that meant is for this horse to take a sit, you'd actually have to go in with the mindset you want to just take a little, not, not a firm hold out the gates, but just not let it jump. So it jumped lead um, and all the punters who went into the race and uh, looked at their speed maps and trainers like Luke Fernie who had uh, our Danny, a horse who probably was going to find the rail if that was going to take a sit. Um, we all did our dough because of some, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, we can swear, can't we? Because some bullshit um, decision, some bullshit decision made by a stable to say something that just wasn't going to happen. Uh, so I, I was, I was highly frustrated as a punter. I am talking from a kick as well. Mm. Uh, I found that to be a very good um, time to invest uh, on our Danny and also Warm and Fuzzy, who I had leading and outside the leader on a day that was going to suit the speed horses. I just think um, there was nothing done. There was no fines handed out. There was no reprimands. Mm. It changes the entirety, uh, the entire um, uh, outlook of the race, basically. It's uh, so very are, frustrated, BJ. So, so are we better off not having any notifications at all? No, we're better off if, you, if you're going to notify, um, actually follow through with it. And if you don't follow through with it, either have a really good excuse. If you say we want to go race on speed and the horse doesn't jump, fair enough. Okay, I understand that. But this is a horse that pings the lids every start and you go, oh, it just landed there. I think it was um, Perth Turf Talk's own uh, Chris Nelson yeah. who uh, wrote back saying um, uh, to my tweet saying uh, he, he'll say he couldn't hold her. Of course he couldn't hold her if he lets her jump and run. That's her strength. That's all she knows, jumping and running. So it, it's up to – there's – is there, uh, is, there's points of there's points of what do they call it care of duty what's it called um, duty of care duty of care yeah duty of care <laughs> Christ, that was good uh, it's it's duty of care to the punters um, to make sure you, you follow through with that and go, you know that the horse underneath you can can spring the lids and will spring the lids unless you do something about it so yeah pretty pretty frustrating for our punters I think it's just another situation where punters get shafted so yeah I, I tend to think. Just do away with the notification things. Let the trainers and jockeys sort it out on the day. If a horse races outside, like unusually outside its pattern and there's some you know, irregular, irregularities with the ride, then it's up to the stewards yeah. to pull them in. I, I think, think, those, think, I think the notifications do more harm than good, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's like there's so many changes. It's, it's, 
they need to enforce it all of them or, exactly or enforce a lot less but um and is yeah, there a cha- is there a chance with betfair though you can now lay horses and i can see how there'd be a lot more things looked at if there wasn't notification that's it's, the job that's the steward's role though to to maintain integrity and i just think like sometimes these we're just better off just like because things happen as soon as the gates open you never know what's going to happen so are we better off just uh, um not worrying about these notifications like well they we sounds like even if they do uh come out we shouldn't worry about them anyway because mm. they're not actually adhered to so uh potentially potentially and then it's i guess as as form analysts and pundits it's up to us to sort of say okay so um there's four speed horses underneath this runner out wide who tends to go forward i think they'll take a hold today and it's up to us to try and analyze the trainer and the connections mindset which i'm fine with that's that's part of form um mm. analyzing the form as it is but mindari was one from a start i mean it, we got to stop on this shortly, but for, this is from a stable that basically want all their horses to lead. They want all their juveniles to lead. For them to come out and say, we want to take a hold, that's random yeah. on its own, don't you think? On, on a, With a big easterly as well. Like what a weird, 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 I tipped it on the podcast because I thought it would lead. Mm. So I, I suggested it might be some value at least. Mm. Um, so for them to do that and then, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, let's move on. Tantrum number one. Mm. Um, yeah, something some to think about. Um, Staying with Ascot last Saturday, just Tommy Blue looks like a nice horse, Terry. Yeah. Uh, controlled things, let down really well, but Celebrity Queen was the obvious eye catcher. Did she miss William Pike on Saturday? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think she wins um, either way. It was pretty hard winning from the back. Obviously, Hawley got held up on her, but mm. um, yeah, I don't, don't think it's fair to say that. Uh, uh, she missed it because I think Pikey could have easily got held up. Um, who knows? Might have won the race with Pike on, but I highly doubt it. Tommy Blue won that race really well. Um, but looking at the way you raise, you hit the line. I think Celebrity Queen's a far better horse than your age. So maybe, but that's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe Pikey might have handled Inspirational Girl worse and it wouldn't have won. Or Pikey exactly. might have handled Long Beach worse and it wouldn't have won. So no, I think um, I think all the boys that replaced Pikey on Saturday uh, did a more than adequate job. They did, yeah. I think the, the deputies performed performed really well clint johnston porter we spoke about last week on the podcast does he now appear to be the heir apparent the chosen one as the next in line to william pike for the cerise and white he does i'm i'm a big fan i think he's he models his riding on william pike more than any other jockey does um peter hall's still getting the main rides as you can probably tell he's got the ride on tuscan queen uh the ride on star exhibit last week um there's a few that they are putting clint on which is, is interesting. i think the, the, the lighter weighted horses yeah no, not just there's mm. there's one or two others that hawley could have rode um i it's it's interesting i think they're trying to share them around but hawley is probably still their number two at this stage but i mean chris parnham was for a fair period there it's now cjp's turn jade was for a while I think I think that'll end up being flavor of the month type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if CJ goes off the boil a bit or misses from a suspension or injury for a while or whatnot, it, it could change. But um, I've been on the CJP bandwagon for a while now, and um, even though he's had a pretty low percentage uh, for the last um, or for this season, um, I'm still a big fan. And yes, yeah, so yes, for me, he's uh, he's very close to our number two. Yeah, he's coming back from. He's had a couple of nasty setbacks along the way, so. Just riding himself into form. That Long Beach win, the ride was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was very Pike-like, but the horse, geez, that was a good win. That is a that is a horse with a very bright future. As is free trade. Mm. Moving on to Pinjarra last Sunday, he landed right on top of a searing tempo in the Pinjarra Classic last 
It didn't look like he just travelled on that searing temper. Loved it. Absolutely loved they it. They would have learned a lot about the horse yeah. there, I reckon. And um, he was breathing fire on Sunday and mm. um, just, yeah, demolition job, really. Uh, funny old race. Um, there's a bit going on. A horse got scratched at the gates, Western Temple. And Cup Knight ended up work, caught well out of position and flooded home into second. I don't think he lost any admirers, did he, Terry? No, it was a, a huge run. I actually messaged you after the race saying probably best horse might have run second, but I don't know. That was such a good win from Free Trade. And, and having tactical speed and having the ability to park on pace, um, especially in WA, oh, no, probably Australia-wide, is it just wins you so many races. Like There's a re- reason trainers like Simon Miller and have such good strike rates because their horses race on, on speed and they take a lot of luck out of the equation, which mm. Cup Knight didn't get. But I think the word to come from that race, which I think I'll be using throughout today's preview, VJ, is roadblocks. Yeah. Um, I think there was a couple midfield. Uh, who are we talking? Uh, the Celt. The Celt, and there was one other one. And why they just sort of choose, came back. Why and, her, yeah. and why choose her? Couldn't handle the tempo. We're dropping back. Carberry, I mean, I saw a few people getting upset at Paddy on Twitter. Um, what Did they want Cup Knight to go from the 800 no. and make a big sweeping? I don't think he would have sustained the sprint. So I think he rode it perfectly. Sometimes races just don't work he, out he for you. He just had to do, do the best with the exactly cards right. he was dealt. Um, exactly right. Uh, the, the, only, the thing that is an interesting talking point is what's happened to the Kelp? Like he couldn't even keep up. And three starts ago, he won weight for age 1,400-meter race at Ascot, knocking off Flirtini and Stage in. Man we'll and Valor Road. We'll back in Ann King to get him up again at some stage, but uh, he's definitely one you like he was be, um, He was gone at the 800. Yeah, he's so, definitely. Well, Alan Kennedy said after the race he was, he was happy with the run, so, yeah, I don't know. The thing with um, free trade, which is – notable is not only did it handle that tempo but i think it still managed to run the second fastest last 600 of the race so like it it was able to stalk that speed and still accelerate off like that that was a that was a bloody good win i can't wait for the bunbury stakes that's going to be that's going to be a ripper um so i wouldn't be surprised to tell him we're coming to improve a bit but he'll need to um moving on yeah he went up about 220 230 or something i had marked him 671 over that distance i thought he was a a big risk but he was still very poor he was still still poor so um we had the caricata plate wa oaks wa tc derby nominations Mm. released on monday afternoon for the and um so the, the markets were also released, especially uh, the Oaks and Derby futures markets were released on Tuesday. Um, what did you think? Did you get involved in any of the earlies there, Terry? Oh, I didn't actually, BJ. No, I, I didn't think there was a huge amount of value uh, in the early prices, BJ. So there's a bit of a gag order on me at the moment in, in regards to what I can and can't say here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I chucked something up on Twitter, which probably made my um, uh, opinions pretty clear. I'd, I'd steer clear, unless you're backing something at a bit of a price, you know something about the we don't. Um, the Derby market is Adelaide Ace 270, Tuscan Queen $3, Bogart $3.50. Like, that's, that's a joke, I think. Mm. I think that's meant to, I don't know. That just seems a little bit... Um, all in. All in markets. All in markets, yeah. All in markets. So you do your dough as well and you're taking a price under what they'll probably all start on the day. So, um, yeah. I mean, you look at the dirt, the, the Oaks market is probably the greatest example comparing it mm. to the 1,000 guineas market on Saturday, Beige. You're talking Tuscan Queen's 220. At the moment, you can get around 350. Naughty by Nature, 370. At the moment, around 450. Uh, Dark Mission, 480. At the mm. moment, around $8. And Lonsdale Lady, 550. At the moment, around seven eight dollars yeah, I reckon you'd back yourself in to get better on the day for just about every runner. Yeah. It so, just, like, uh, why, why, why bother investing? I'm Yeah, I just can't quite explain it. So what's what's going on there? That's that's really quite poor. So Hopefully, hopefully they're just setting them tight and then they just... 
push them out to try and attract some business anyway so oh, uh, maybe that's a stretch yeah i'm uh, yeah as i said gag order has been applied bj so uh bernie so uh that's a zipper closing over my mouth all right we better get moving towards this preview terry so don't forget we got barker on friday or do we have barker on friday no we don't <laughs> Poor old Barker. We never, um, we never, we're barking up the wrong tree, I think, BJ. Poor old Mount Barker. They've mm. had more more problems there during the week and uh, the meeting, this Friday's meeting has been transferred to Albany. Uh, big, big concerns at Mount Barker. Mm. Um, you know, thoughts go to the the turf club and all the volunteers at the club. It must be a tough time for them down there, but everything just seems to be going wrong. And uh, Rawa have some may have some decisions to make moving forward. Um, so we've got Ascot on Saturday. We're just about to dive into the preview featuring the, 1, the Ascot 1000 Guineas and the Lex Piper Stakes. Not forgetting Esperance Cup Day on Sunday and the Rosa York meeting on Monday's Labor Day public holiday. There's a bit happening, Terry. It certainly is. It certainly is. I always enjoy uh, the Esperance Cup. Had a quick look. The field doesn't look too bad. Mackenzie Brook and early scratching, but uh, interestingly, Media Baron goes down, who uh, was one of ours to follow a few weeks ago. Probably goes in a pretty short price favourite, I'd say. Mm, he'll be very hard to beat. Time to thank our fantastic sponsors, the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meats. The Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, go see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor for a feed, flutter and some froffies. Make sure you tell Butchie you're a 1-1 listener. The Mundaring Hotel sponsor, the WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Congrats to Kalgoorlie lad, episode 13 winner Zach Ralph. $100 Mundaring Hotel voucher is in the mail. Um, well done, Zach. You got all four questions correct. We'll read out this week's quiz, Mastermind quiz questions before we preview race five. They'll have Alex Piper, um, Ascot 1000 Guineas, and a Esperance Cup feel to them. Also, shout out to Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Drop in and say good day to Timmy. He'll take really, really, really good care of you. Market City Meats sponsor the very popular Get Out Stakes competition. S T E A K S. Get Out Stakes. Congratulations to last week's winner, Sean Nichols. Mm. This this guy just dual keeps, winner. He's our first dual winner. He just yeah. keeps getting it done. Does Sean? So he saluted way back on episode four. He's also a past mastermind winner. So Sean's enjoying the one one. He's well and truly cleaning up. We'll run through the Get Out Stakes, the finer details of the Get Out Stakes competition before we preview race nine, Terry. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's get stuck into the preview. Yeah, for sure, Terry. If you want to read uh, the Perth Racing Guru's online uh, strategies and race-by-race analysis, his betting strategies, head to the Betfair Hub. Uh, also, for my pre-markets preview, the leg up, that uh, can be viewed on the bestbets.com.au and ozrace.com.au websites. Stick around after the preview for our horses to follow, top-notch trailers and whatever happened to segments. And we may also have another Leighton's Lays, uh, Betfair Leighton's Lays coming up throughout the preview. So stay tuned for them. Let's do it. Okay, it's Ascot 1000 Guineas Day this Saturday, February 29. There's been a bit of rain around, a few storms around this week, Terry. There was Let's a top five yesterday at uh, midweek at Ascot. What are you thinking about... Weather, track, 
rail pattern what can you what can you share with the listeners your thoughts on this i just more want to touch on the fact it's february 29 i don't know if i've ever punted on a february 29 before so <laughs> we only get a chance once every four years so um i am expect well we've got uh, some nice westerlies in play there's a little bit of rain forecast friday and maybe some saturday but not much in that sort of 36 hour period mm. before the the race is a run so i'm happy to allow for a good four soft five shouldn't be um shouldn't be too affected when the sun does come out don't know how much you get outside bj to uh, go for a run or uh, hit the gym or something of that nature as i'm sparingly sparingly, sparingly. but uh it's the sun is um and this is this is something that the listeners can learn a lot from the sun's very hot uh so i think you'll find news flash yeah, this yeah <laughs> write that down um i went i went to school water um, is water is wet <laughs> i would uh basically due to the fact of the heat of the sun um it dry i reckon the track will dry out pretty quickly so good for soft five wouldn't be allowing for um rain affected horses uh well mudlarks to be advantaged long story short uh, always want to be closer to the speed but with the westerlies should be able to make ground especially later in the day bj Going into these maidens, I was actually going to talk about uh, some of the recent results we've seen in these maidens. For race one? Um, well, race one and race two, yeah. these maidens we're seeing on Saturdays. Uh, there is a real um, domination by on-speed horses. Um, the last three, the winners have been Bruce Almighty, outside the leader, uh, Forgotten Jewel led, and Aristic outside yeah, the leader. Later, yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce Almighty and Forgotten Jewel were favourite. Aristic was nearly 10 to 1. It's not just the winners it's usually the horses that settle one two three four they run one two three four just mm -hmm. about these maidens early in the day at ascot a lot of that has to do with the fact that early in the day for Didn't whatever princely reason package leading winner maiden too princely package yeah. yep uh, the last one that uh, went differently was actually at pinjara not at ascot with yeah. magic empire but purely mm -hmm. looking at the ascot stuff it just it's so consistent that you if you're in the first two um yeah you're basically your chances of winning are um magnified uh magnified what's the word i'm after are uh increased uh massively so you'd want to look for horses on speed um and in the first race from a speed map point of view it's quite interesting actually how this race we run uh red mill went forward from a wide gate at narrogen um at the most recent i suspect with mitch on um they'll be looking to lead again but with peggy's joy drawn the one uh and the fire uh, and the three kilo apprentice christy bennett um going on board it wouldn't surprise me if they look for the top on peggy's joy as well so those two will roll forward trade express um they'll want to be right on speed i think this uh gelding looks like one who will be the most suited going up to the mile um he just tends to keep he he's, keeps finding one better but uh the the horses he's found one better there's no forgotten jewel here um like there was last start and they they cleared out from third quite well i've got trade fair express finding the outside of either red mill or peggy's joy the other one um sitting on the back of either peggy's joy or red mill pending who's got the more early toe um and it probably leaves glamoresque a horse that I think we both followed uh, at its first run uh, in the 1-1. One, one. So I think your winner comes from Trade Fair Express or uh, Glamour-esque, BJ. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm with you. I think Red Mill leads. Uh, I actually thought he was pretty brave at Narragin the other day. Um, he's, they made him carry. He got stitched up a bit made at the old maiden handicap. That they, was they, Do Dominic Burns doing, wasn't it? <laughs> They've made him carry 60 kilos in a 1,720-metre maiden at Narragin the other day. and Money came. Shake the Bloom was like five kilos less. Red Mill did all the bullocking work on top of the speed and was run down late 
by an Adam Durant sort of staying type, um, much better suited under these, uh, you know, at 58 kilos coming back to the mile. But for me, I'm with you, Terry. Glamoresque. We did like her at her first run for the Colin Webster stable last start. Just got out of position in a uh, funny old race and was doing her best work late. From three, I'm hoping Geordie Turner can land in the 1-1. If she lands 1-1, Terry, I reckon it could be just about game over. Curtains. Glamorous. And I actually think that Red Mill is the going to be the hardest to get past. Mitchie Paytonman will be looking to control the race from in front. Um, if Glamorous does look like she's got the closing speed to get over the top. Trade for Ex- Express and Diamond Trade are the obvious major players, but I reckon they both had plenty of chances already, so I'm looking at uh, operating around Glamoresque or Red Mill. It's funny with Glamoresque, uh, used to be with Kath Fleming, now with Colin Webster. Uh, quite a lot of horses have left uh, the Kath Fleming yard lately. There's no really nice way to put this. I'm not trying to pick on her here, but um, they've all had a lot of success once leaving. Um, they've improved a bit, yeah. Glamour Pact, Uncanny Timing, um, both won. Uh, their first or well, Uncanny Timing didn't actually just got beaten yeah. just got beaten by Excelestial yeah. sorry yeah but ran a very good race uh, Glamour Pact won uh, Ulkbar Ted um, and Glamour Bell Glamour Bell actually was a 15 start maiden went to Geraldton and won a class 2 mm. uh, defeated Strongheart who was a, um, a Bob Peters yeah, yeah dispersal sale horse so uh, the horses are improving drastically I don't think Troy Turner ever got to into the race first up to be honest i don't think he had too much interest in uh trying to win the race at glamorous debut for the yard should be fitter um and pretty confident that it'll get over the top of him and trade fair press express a clear second pick for me even probably willing to even though it's a bit boring probably willing to save main bet at the fours save it at 350 um really confident i think diamond trade won't run out a strong mile okay yeah happy happy to have something on there yeah, me too. Glamorous. Race two, the John Beasley Leapling Birthday Handicap, 1,200 metres. Kim's brother. Another Kim. Beasley. Right. Yeah. Okay. I made that up, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Honourable. Um, another maiden, another uh, couple of maidens to kick us off. Um, really good stuff from a programming point of view. Um, just on that. Oh, here we I go. Just, I just, is this, hang on, is this a, is this a BJ a, tantrum? Yeah, a, a rant. Just I saw you shift in your seat a little bit there. Okay. And I, I understand searching for a ninth race, Rawa's um, having to come up with an additional programming option on the day. What about potentially dividing a graduation handicap by sex? So you've got one division, uh, Phillies and Mares division and a Colts and Geldings division of the same graduation handicap. Alternatively, why not run zero Metro win last year races on Saturday? I think that they usually attract, a, they're usually a good betting race, they attract a competitive lineup. I, I just think the maidens on Saturday, just they get us off to a bad start. It's just, it's just a poor look for West Australian racing, especially when you've got the Australian Guineas on on Saturday and Group One racing in Sydney. I think we can do it a little bit better. I don't think there's a there's a place for maiden racing on Saturdays. I just don't think it's necessary. But anyway, 
My ranch. Is that my first ranch? Uh, might be. Yeah, it might be. I quite enjoyed it, actually. What about a running race? Maybe a trainer running race with handicaps involved. How do you think Luke Fernie would go in well, the running race? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah well. He'd be, he'd be lightly weighted, I think, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he'd be hard to beat. Uh, might, might, might paddle over the final 20 or 30 metres, but uh, I think he'd be in it for a long way. So I think Martin <laughs> Allen might be a little bit whippy, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. He'd, he'd be difficult to... Uh, to run down late, but um, yeah, maybe we can look at a, a running race. Maybe an analyst running race one week as well. Oh, well uh, you got to carry there, too. Yeah, oh, I don't, don't know about that, Bernard. I don't know about that. Uh, anyway, do you like anything here? Can you steer us towards a winner? Well, we spoke about this horse last week, about Perfect Harmony. Mm. Barry Newnham trained, Jade McNaught written Perfect Harmony. We f- Did we feel as though she had have held the lead the other day that maybe things no. could have been a bit different or you always think bruce almighty was going to win I'd, well i'm i i invested quite uh heavily at the five bucks she was well supported jumped low three so mm. we got that part right but um i thought bruce almighty was going to win that race either way watching yeah. the replay i, I like the way that um, perfect harmony hit the line but no bruce um bruce held her really uh held him held her so really comfortably mm. um my so, worry is that she doesn't step yeah so that that's what i was about to get to the yeah. i've got perfect harmony on top clear on top selection but could it be the case of deja vu city center bounces better than perfect harmony crosses ginger mac comes across lands outside leader all of a sudden perfect harmony zip fastened away in the box seat if this happens again jade coming off a treble yesterday yeah. at Ascot. Is she going to be able to manoeuvre Perfect Harmony into the clear, into galloping room? Even if she does, I don't know if the horse has got the finishing sprint um, potentially. Like it, it took some ground off Bruce Almighty, but not a huge amount. So. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good late. Yeah, maybe it's just because I did my ass. I was uh, a little bit disappointed by it. But um, I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head in mm-hmm. regards to the speed map there. Um, and as I touched on before the first, I really think you want to be concentrating on um, – speed horses here uh i've got city center as a clear on top pick uh the current price doesn't get me 350 around the agencies uh the one that's above my quoted price at this stage is the horse you said would land outside the leader who i thought was really good last start yeah. um after dropping back sharply in troop is, is ginger max so i think if christy is aggressive lands on the outside of um city center and maybe follows a sort of a lead that Jade set with a Ristic uh, a few weeks ago where she put the pressure on City Centre yeah, sort of before the bend, eyeballed, eyeballed it, yeah. yeah. And Ginger Mac's been up for a while, should be nice and fit. 1,200 looks like it should be um, right in his wheelhouse. So, um, yeah, a, a lean to City Centre, but uh, at the prices, I will be backing Ginger Mac at the moment. Yeah, I'm with you, Ginger Mac. I, um, as I said previously, Perfect Harmony goes on top. If it begins well and finds the front, I agree. it yep. probably wins from there. Uh, traffic issues may pay a, play a part in that if it gets crossed. If that's the case, I actually like Gate 8 for Ginger Mac. We'll be able to work forward um, with a bit of space, just just sort of a long sort of striding um, horse from the Jane Bustlinger stable. Just needs that bit of room. I think he's going to get that on Saturday. If um, Christy Bennett is listening to the one one and follows Terry's instructions. I'm sure she does. Uh, I think Ginger Mac is. I'm with you about the price too. I Ginger Mac marked second fave. So mm-hmm. um, that current quote best available at the moment eight fifty is um, is worth a crack at. I think. Hundred percent. I took some six seven bucks this morning to be honest. So um, yeah, well above my price. Not a race I want to get too invested no, in. But no. if the uh, if the price is there, uh, also a quick mention to Time Starts Now, who trialed with Kath Fleming, but races with colin webster i don't think this will be added to the list of fleming to webster winners but um just keep an eye on it and see how it goes going forward
Okay, watch this space. Watch this space. Race three is the Seapout Wines Handicap, a real, uh, a few fast types engaged here over the short course 1,000 metres, Terry. Oh. The Sparks, will they be flying? I reckon there might be a couple of Sparks flying. I'm I'm interested to see if they both take their place in the field. Uh, if we Which see horses? If, Merv, oh, we're talking about Mervyn and Belter, sorry. Okay, two, yep. two of the quickest horses in... Um, in uh western australia especially with the flying gray uh over in uh over east but uh what was the word for the podcast today roadblocks what have you got leaders back and what have you got one one okay i'll answer the question sterling estate and just act natural, just act natural. Yep. and and will they be the first two horses beaten very likely so you were basically you've got Belter and Mervyn out on top. You've got two horses that are going to be stopping dead on them. Um, ideally, for Chicks Pick, one of those two doesn't jump that well, and, yeah. and Chicks Pick can slide across into the one-one. That's yeah. that's the ideal situation, but it's no guarantee to occur. Chicks Pick could end up on the back of, could end up back on the rail, just about three back the fence, uh, or it could end up one-one, uh, two back, um, one-off one off yeah. behind Just Act Natural. Well, that to sustain a run from there. Um, yeah, very, 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 very interesting um, how that all plays out with those roadblocks. Belter... Because we know that Mervyn will just skedaddle. That's, 100%. That's just what he does. And yeah. well, Belter does it too, yeah. really. I don't think Mervyn... I don't know if Mervyn will cross Belter, but um, yeah, it, it could well happen. But mm. I've got the two of them just probably chopping at each other. I think the instructions over the thousand won't be to uh, hand up on, on either of them or, or show a great deal of... Um, Respite. I think if, if the jockeys, uh, obviously they won't communicate at pre-race, but during the race, if they realise they can control it with a couple of slow ones right behind them, I think that'll be beneficial to both Belter and um, and Mervyn. But uh, I, I don't know. The horse that's probably mapped to sit three deep know, know the trip, that might be the spot to be just about because you're going to avoid the roadblocks. Um, it's proven that it's a horse that likes to do it a little bit tough. Loves so um, I don't think plutocracy can be, well, I think it's favourite now actually, can be written off in that sense. Clearly it can't be written off um but yeah this isn't a race i'm going to get involved in bj uh chicks pick would have been the one if if one of those two ruffies is scratched i give chicks pick the one one and i think from there it's so hard to beat on the back of a horse like mervyn um floyd's run was obviously impossible to miss in the cereal flower mm. just a struggle with its uh barrier manners i struggle um i thought it jumped quite good the other day jerry restrained a little bit didn't yeah she? actually yeah. jumped as yeah. well as um flower of war so the 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 gates the gates weren't necessarily an issue but they have been in the past haven't they drop back to a thousand I th it's a better thousand meter horse mm -hmm. but i know what you mean it's going 1200 back it's, to it's a thousand. all about tactics i guess yeah. yeah it's all about tactics if they go back to last you probably would prefer the the 12 but traditionally it's been a far better horse over the thousand i, I i'm gonna wait Again, without standing too much, I'm going to wait for a change of jockey probably with Floyd. Um, I, I just think a bit can go wrong in this race with the roadblocks, I think. It, it looks like a little simple eight-horse field, but I really do think this could come down to um, to best ride wins race here. Um, can't discount Caracapo. Uh, again, it's a better 1,200-metre horse. Um, well, we don't know that for we a fact because it's never really raced over yeah. a 1,000, but I think Jace will take a hold. Uh, trial was huge without blinkers on, and they go on here. So um, for me, the winner comes from Caracapo, Chicks Pick, and Mervyn, all between about the three fifty and five dollar mark. And I won't be betting at those prices, Bernard. I'll be watching as well, Terry. Like I think I ended up with six of the eight capable of winning. The only two, uh, the roadblocks that you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. 
Jesus, this is, this is a very interesting race. Um, I landed on Floyd on top. I just thought his run was too good to ignore in the, uh, what was it, the Cyril Flower? Mm-hmm. Last start, Flower of War and Valarobe form. Like, that's as good as you can get at Six the boxes. moment. Um, he's, a, he's got a tremendous 1,000-meter profile, Floyd. All his best results. I think he's 12 runs at the 1,000, four wins, six seconds, one third. Mm-hmm. So that's where he gets uh, all, that's where all his best performances have been. Ganjimi's again, or back on uh, back on track with the winner, Shinju, last Saturday. That, yeah, I think if Floyd can begin evenly and not get back to last, maybe even uh, follow. Plutocracy is a sort of horse that can land midfield but likes to improve its way into the race. Might be able to get on the back of Plutocracy, get dragged into the race. So might Re- Karakapa as well. Yeah, yep. re- regardless, I think Floyd's a, a, a genuine winning chance, but I might just be happy to watch this uh, unfold, Terry. But you, you can't deny that Plutocracy likes those wide runs. It, it suits him. Chrissy Parnham's got a real good handle on this horse now. Um, drops in weight uh, after his last start win. He's yeah, I, I'm just repeating myself here. There's, there's best ride wins. Best ride wins. Yeah, yeah, best ride wins. Really good one to watch. Not a good one to bet in. I think. Not. I, I'm not sure if Belter's at the peak in its campaign. If you do see one thing, I have in mm. my notes. If you do see a scratching after um, at this stage, there's no scratching, and I'm not saying there will be. But if Mervyn or Belter are scratched, the other one gets a soft lead with roadblocks right on them. Over a thousand meters, I uh, I think there's worse bets. So um, yeah, and, yeah and, I'd be, if, and if one of them scratched, I'd be looking at the other. And also, don't forget that ignoring Belter's last start, scenic blast performance. Prior to that, ran second to Sa- Fabergino in the Summer Scorcher and Valarode in the Miss Andretti. Mm-hmm. So he's a pretty decent horse uh, on his day. Hundred percent. So race four, the mm-hmm. Amelia Park Handicap, eleven hundred meter graduation. Uh, for me. When, as soon as I saw this race, I just penciled it in two horse race for me between okay. four year old mares, devoted star, and Sherpa Lass, both up and coming um, horses sliding into the graduation handicap um, scale. I think they look well weighted. I think they've got um, tremendous upside, and I think they have got uh, a class edge on most of these. I was operating around both of those. Do you can you see? Do you agree with me first of all, Terry? And can you see anything outside of those taking it up to these mares? Yeah, three horse race. Okay, uh, for me, three horse race. Got to include. Um, got to include our uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, actually, quite disappointed you haven't already included him, even if you didn't think it could win, just purely out of um, the one one's very loyalty. own. The yep. one one's very own. Yeah, made him what he is. Actually, <laughs> uh, truth and lies. I mean, when a horse races. Five points. Let me just get that 100%. I think five points out of his six points out of his grade last start. 66 Raider in a 72 plus. Um, geez, arguably doesn't miss the kick. Just about wins that horse race. Yeah, went good. Yeah, isn't a horse that misses the kick overly uh, overly often. We're we're both saying plutocracy is a big chance to hit three deep the trip and and win the previous race, which is a lot better than this. Mm. Um, so. Yeah. Truth and lies, I'll do this very quickly. Four starts ago, won a nice zero metro win at Bunbury. Uh, held the rail the whole way, got the favours, but it was a nice win. And Route 88 had reasonable form at that stage. We ran second. Um, went to the Mungrup, not much went right with Lisa Staples on. Only beaten 3.7 in a listed race. Uh, held up the entire straight on a cold Pinjara track behind Solidaza. Ran dead last, but literally was up asses the entirety um, uh, of the uh, of the straight. And it was going well as well, which is the key thing. And then last start, dropped back to the 
thousand step miles up in grade. Um, was twenties out to eighties on on the exchange and um, was huge. It was just absolutely huge. Mitch will jump this horse. Will land in the one one. Probably lands a length in front of Sherpa Lass. Probably lands four lengths in front of Devoted Star. Yeah. This is a trainer who's getting horses to just improve more than we could ever imagine. Truth and Lies is a horse that's um, won at Esperance six starts ago, and now we're giving it a chance here. So, look, I think the winner comes down to one of these three. Devoted star, the 1100s a worry. Sherpa Lass was gifted a victory last start, but mm. it won really, really, really well. Um, and Truth and Lies is probably the one you're going to get the, the big price about um, and can probably have something on each way. BJ. Yeah, good call, Terry. I, I was keen on Sherpa Lass first up, as most people were. Uh, but you're right, did get a lot of the favours, but when I let down, it just put them to the sword. I'm feeling, I've got a feeling that Sherpa Lass, Chrissy Parnham, will be looking to follow Truth and Lies in the run. We'll, be, we'll have that mare's back. And I think the way that Sherpa Lass let down first up, if it lets down in a similar fashion, geez, it's going to be mighty hard to hold out. It's just going to be irresistible late um devoted star looks like it's got a lot of talent but where's it going to get terry like it's going to be rearwards isn't it yeah she will be i, I liked in the trial how um she actually jumped quite yeah, uh, quite well but i well. don't think they wanted to jump well here from nine i don't think that'll be really part of the plan i, I look back at her run in october in bunbury and i remember she opened 220 30 which was probably about the right price um for 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 this mare, um, she was backed into dollar forty, dollar fifty. It was a sign that I think um, I reckon they've got a pretty big opinion of her. So it wouldn't surprise me to see her uh, clean them up over the top, as we've seen from the Cerise and White so many times. Mm. But um, yeah, look, I, I've marked Sherpa last uh, a slight favourite from Devoted Star around both around the three dollar fifty mark. Truth and Lies closer to six, so uh, it's maybe a slight bet. Truth and Lies for me at this stage, but I would have it as my third elect if that makes sense, Beach. Yeah, no worries. I was. I was 320 Sherpa last. I think there's a bit of 350 available at the moment. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, I don't know whether Sherpa last is going to be beating home Devoted Star too many times, but this is a good opportunity for her to get, get one up on the Cerise and White. Yep, conditions definitely do suit in that sense. Rightio, it's time to do the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Quiz. Four questions again this week. We'll start things off with question number one. Arguably, Lex Piper's best horse, Carla Tiara, won the 2000 WA Guineas before being sold to race in America. Can you please name the trainer and the jockey of Carla Tiara the day she won the WA Guineas back in the year 2000? Question two, name the two horses that competed in the 2019 Lex Piper Stakes as well as the 2019 Railway Stakes. I think most people will be able to get a handle on that one. Name the Paul Jordan trained filly that won the inaugural Ascot 1000 guineas back in 2010, and who was the jockey? And question four, name the horse, jockey, and trainer that won the 2019 Narragin and Esperance Cups double, Terry. Very good. Okay. There you go, went it's uh, two of the four. Two of the four? Two of the four, yeah, the, uh, two of the four, maybe three. Maybe three. I'll see how I go. I'll put an entry in. Can I win it? Yeah, why not? Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you direct message your answers, guys, um, to us at the One One Pod on Twitter, and um, and you can be in the running for a one hundred dollar gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel. Feed, flutter, and a frothy. That's right. Perfect. 
Race uh, five. Oh, first listed race, the first feature race of the day as we head towards the uh, WATC Derby. Bernard, um, I found this a bit of a, uh, a little bit of a, uh, a head stuff, we'll call it. Um, over the mile, which I think is probably the most important aspect of this race is the fact that uh, it's over the 1600 metres. Um, the market at the moment, uh, as you'd expect, is favouring the class runners in, in Cryptic Wonder and Money Manners. But uh, do you have the same reservations, BJ, that I do? Uh, with Cryptic Wonder, um, 1,200 to a mile. It was actually nommed for another 1,200-metre race mm. in the day as well. So I do think that the stable would probably have some concerns about this step up. Um, and then Money Matters, uh, I thought we'd probably actually see him spelled, but um, it's arguable, probably more than arguable, that he's a better horse over the 1,200 than the 1,400. So obviously um, there's going to be some question marks up to the mile. What are your thoughts on those two runners? Cryptic Wonder, second up, 1,200 metres to a mile. Barrier eight. Barrier eight. No pike. No pike. Big, massive queries. Mm. Obviously, I'm a unabated fan of... Unabated? Unabashed? Yeah. Unabashed. Fan of Cryptic Wonder. We were very keen on him in the um, Magic Moons Trophy, but he looks really vulnerable on Saturday. This, and also Money Matters has been... He was, he was humming... He was running fast times and winning at Bunbury Ascot, the Breeders at Bunbury, and then he things just went all pear-shaped for him in the Magic Moons when he ran fifth. The run was actually quite good under the circumstances. Regular rider Clint Johnston-Porter goes on, but can he sustain that high speed over a mile, especially with a horse like Fura, who's likely to be breathing down his neck? Question. Yes. There were extended noms for this race. Right. Do you think that maybe a couple of these, do you reckon Cryptic Wonder maybe wasn't initially nommed? I mean, obviously, we haven't seen the noms before um, they were released publicly, so I don't know, but there was extended noms for this race. It'll be interesting how many of these. Uh, Fura was meant to be in today, Thursday, uh, at Bunbury. Um, but is running on, uh, understandably, is going around uh, in this race instead. So it'll be interesting. Kelvin's first up at a mile mm. as well. Um, goes good, Kelvin, yep. Yeah, it does go, yeah. it does go good. And uh, Apache Pass is, um, yeah, it's 1,200 to a mile. So it'll be interesting how many of these are actually, this was the plan initially, part of their uh, program. Mm. So this brings us back to, I think we might be in alignment here. Mm. Uni race, unison? In unison. Mm. <laughs> good word. Thank you. I think this race looks set up for Bogart. Mm. I really do. Humphrey? I'm very keen on Humphrey Bogart on Saturday. I think he's going to land in front of Cryptic Wonder. Mm -hmm. I like that. They have to ride Cryptic Wonder cold, don't they, they due do. to the gate and due to the fact there's question marks um, over a strong mile. And a second up. You don't want to cook him second up into a, a prep where he could he could be anything this horse. Mm -hmm. So Bogart's going to land in front of the stablemate Cryptic Wonder. I like the booking of as a party. I really thought that 1,400 metre, like he wasn't entitled to win that race first up. He was speared. That's weak. Junior rider. The, the field was weak. Oh, the field was very, very weak. Yeah. But the, the way that that race was run, tempo, he was he was speared. He's a big, long striding horse who, who likes to stay balanced. His sectional times were elite on the day. Bogart always has given me the impression he's going to be an autumn three-year-old, a derby type. I reckon he's just about ready to come into his own, and I think he's going to announce himself on Saturday as a real Dagway Derby, um, maybe top seed with a win in the Lex Piper Stakes. 
Don't know about top seed. I think uh, I think the the girls have uh, got the boys covered this year from a um, a staying perspective going forward. But um, while I think the Cryptic Wonder and Money Matters are the best two horses in this race, Bogart is the most suited in this race by a long way. Um, wouldn't surprise me. At the moment, we're talking two thirty Cryptic Wonder and what price is uh, Money Matters, Beach? About three fifty or so. Best available three seventy. So yeah, yeah average out three fifty at the and moment. And Bogart's around five six bucks. Bogart, $5, yep. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Bogart starts favourite, mm-hmm. uh, just because the conditions of the race suit it more than the other two. Um, we talk about the fact that it's a plotter and it's going to get the journey. I'm sure it will, but it's also just a length or two off some of the the better ones. Um, but you're talking, basing that off last spring, though. I am, yes. What, what about the the potential for elevation? Exactly right. Then you are you are spot on, and this stable is uh, definitely one that can um, do a bit of a David Copperfield and elevate, mm. can't it? Is it David Copperfield? Who was the magician that yeah, elevated? David. David yeah. Copperfield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. Uh, yes, yeah, so Bogart. Did he elevate or levitate? Levitate is yeah. the exact word. I could have used that actually. <laughs> and that runs in a few weeks' time for, uh, for Simon Miller. Uh, we've lost it, haven't we? Um, Bogart, clear on top selection. Agree with you. Mm. If um, if a different hoop was on um, Fura, I would be uh, very happy looking in that direction. But um, without any... Uh, without being too harsh again to Benny Patterson horses just aren't running for him all that well at the minute so tactically he's not um, that far from it I don't think but he just I don't know horses don't seem to be too happy under his uh, guidance at the perhaps moment. outside leader rolling oh no definitely be, just be leading okay. no, he'll, he'll get the, at leads for sure you reckon he'll lead money matters oh I don't think they'll want to lead on money matters will they up to the mile oh, I think it's a leader I just, yeah. think, I just think it's a leader. It depends if they go in the mindset, that mindset, where mm. we think we're a leader and we want to lead the horse race. If, if I was uh, making the decision, that's what I would go with 100%. Mm. Um, the other option will be we're questionable at the mile, let's take a sit. They're the two mindset. It depends which way they go with. Uh, if if Benny shows enough uh, passion on Fuhrer, which I think he will, um, I think Fuhrer finds a top because money matters doesn't want to get caught up in running a, a hard mile they, mm. they want it to be as soft as possible so okay. um will go into oh it's not a quaddy league i was going to say fewer would have made my quaddy um but uh yeah bogart for me for the exact same reasons like joey as a booking um this is a horse that can fall asleep in races and need a bit of a reminder and joey's a, a tough jockey who can pull the stick out pre-bend if needed and um yeah runs the quickest last two fittest horse most suited humphrey b bogart Let's five bucks him. is that yeah. enough for you five bucks uh, double checking my prices. I was, a, I think you can get five fifty, but he was four fifty in my market. So. Did you feel compelled to have Cryptic Wonder and Money Matters favourite as your two favourites? I, I marked Cryptic Wonder two seventy. Yeah, I felt compelled. You felt compelled. You don't. But would you take four dollars Cryptic Wonder or three fifty Cryptic Wonder? Uh, probably not. That's no. the thing. I think this is the way we do markets because I marked it short around that price. I end up drifting Cryptic Wonder out to five to one in mm. my own market because. I think I felt compelled to have him that price, but you've got to look at the conditions of this race. We're not talking about who the best horse is. Mm. We're talking about this race. What price did you have Money Matters? Uh, same. I basically marked the three equal favourites. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I I don't have as much faith in Bogart as you do, but mm. conditions-wise, just suits down to the ground. So, um, yeah, Bogart to chase home Fura, I reckon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we get to the quadrilla, the, the first leg, uh, the return of whatever happened to, dark choice. So good to see we're getting most of our what happened, whatever happens to back on the track pretty much uh, as soon as they 
appear um, in that little segment. Yeah, WA Oaks winner, dark choice. Yes, exactly year. right. Exactly right. It's a million to one here, but um, hopefully she gets around nice and safely and uh, maybe looks at a Perth Cup campaign later in the year or something of that nature. That'd be the normal progression. Yeah, no doubt. Bob will just pick out the pick the eyeballs out of the program and just place her to advantage. And I'm, I imagine she'll be winning soon, but I don't think she'll be winning on Saturday, Terry. No, she definitely won't be winning on Saturday. Um, I, I very simply can't go past the last start, the last run of Catherine Wheel, mm. BJ. Um, that was just phenomenal. Um, took on this Ultestia early before taking the back of this Ultestia on a really hot speed. Um, Shinju then went around and Chrissy Graham. Um, uh, yeah, he got boxed in. Uh, found some trouble, uh, came again on the line, was going better than nearly any other horse, including State Attorney on the line, if you watch the last 30, 40 metres. Uh, it was just such a good run. Should have won that race so comfortably. Yeah, should have won. Um, I think you'll find this is... This is arguably a little bit easier. Um, lands on the outside of some sort here. I'm expecting big improvement from some sort, but 52 and a half kilos. That these are, geez, they're only going. Horse is flying. No, they only go over the 1200. She was absolutely dominant as well. So I haven't got too many concerns, especially the way she went in the final 30, 40 meters once she got out um, a week ago. My my only concern uh, is the seven day backup for a sprinter who that was still a pretty hard run um, a week ago. So that's the only reason I wouldn't be calling this year absolute, uh, an absolute Monty. Plus, obviously, Chris and myself, um, we haven't really, really teamed up for too many winners, me and uh, me and C. Graham. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think this is a very simple race, BJ. Catherine Wheel finds the outside of some sort and it's just too quick and too good for them here. Um, I, thought you, I thought you might have been sniffing around Regal Council first up. Uh, barrier 10, 60. How does it win? You know, one of my favourite questions. Tell me how the horse wins mm. and um, we might look at being on the board. The only but, way um, it wins... Yeah. Is if it's better than we think it is. Yeah, and they have to overcook it in front yeah. as well. They have to um, some sort. And uh, I mean, some sort's questionable at 1,200. So there's a small chance that, uh, a very small chance that um, Jade takes a hold and crypt, uh, not cryptic, uh, Catherine Wheel um, finds the top. So mm -hmm. very easy one for me, BJ. Catherine Wheel, around three bucks is available. Uh, I've got a 235. Concerns on the seven day backup, but that's why we're getting three bucks and not 235. And very happy being involved. Okay. I am going to give some sort another go. Mm -hmm. I was pretty keen on him first up. Just burnt too much fuel early. Um, drifted. Drifted noticeably, mm. didn't it? The money just came flooding in for plutocracy. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the market, um, they certainly wound out some sort late and it performed accordingly, really. 1,200 a concern? No, not really. I think... Um, Absorbing pressure from Catherine Wheel as well. I think that I think it, lo it likes that. Just it just had to do. It was, but I think the problem with some sort first up was the work it needed to do from sort of barrier to six hundred to cross. Uh, just over overdid it first up. Adam Durant respect the stable highly. Jay McNaught back in a bit of uh, good touch on on leaders at Ascot yesterday. I think they will find the front on some sort. Is Catherine Wheel who is absolutely flying and terry is spot on it she should have won last saturday is catherine wheel going to be able to sit outside some sort on a hopefully a truly run 1200 meters and get over the top i think if some sort brings its best it might just be able to hold out catherine wheel the interesting runner for me so yeah I'm, i've got some sort on top um more of a faith in adam durant the stable uh and also just going back through 
who um, this three-year-old's best form last prep stacks up really well. So some sort on top. The other interesting runner that I want to uh, comment on is ATM. Mm-hmm. I think this tempo is going to suit. I like the draw. It's just going to be stalking these two leaders, these two fancies. Um, could be in a rhythm. It could be the blowout. Yeah, it could be. Forget it went around. Um, yeah, last start, money start, came. Yeah. Uh, probably would have preferred to see a senior on because it probably is a ride that needs a little bit of guile. Um, but Christie's riding pretty well at the moment, and and with the claim, with the if the if our two do chop at each other, mm. um, yeah, there's there's crazier things that have happened. So yeah, I think Crypt- Cryptic Love in that sense is, is a watch as well. If they are um, if they are chopping at each other and something's running on, I think Cryptic Love's got the capabilities to sprint well fresh too. Yeah, yeah, I'll be looking for Cryptic Love, Catherine Wheel, uh, sorry, Danny George and Regal Council to be doing their best work late. But for me, I'm hoping some sort can tap into his best form. Jump rail, lead, and hold on. Catherine Wheel for me, very, uh, very confident actually. Uh, I think Catherine Wheel might be the real deal. Mm. That was a good one, wasn't it? I like it. Yeah, thanks. Race uh, seven. Oh, I'm going to skip this one, BJ. You want to sit this mind. one out? Yeah, I definitely want to sit this one out. This was, um, this was the worst form race. Um, I've done for a Saturday uh, non-maiden for some time. Did yeah. you find us the winner? I reckon I have. <laughs> yeah. oh, so go. this is the Autumn Ascot Racing Carnival Handicap. Uh, yeah, you're right. This was um, this was difficult. I thought doing the market for this race was extremely I'm, difficult. I'd love to actually compare markets. Yeah, I, I, I did it would one. be quite similar, actually. I had, I had at $6 the field. I, I was five fifty the field, yeah. yeah. I, had, I had Ava Express and Hyperspace, five fifty, and a host of others on 7 and $11. But Ava Express, Hyperspace, six six fifty. yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. So... For me, I think this is perfectly set up for hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Now, its run at Albany two back was excellent with Harry Grace on board, really put the riding on the wall. And then the wizard just rode it abs- to absolute perfection at Narragin last start. But the horse still did, did let down like it was happy, healthy, and back to its best. The and confidence- and Rosie Regos wouldn't be impossible in this race either. Yeah, I reckon. So, no, it wouldn't be impossible. Okay. So that's not a bad form line. For, like, um, like Hyperspace smacked him at Narragin the other day. And I know Pike, he's just so good, like just the way that he gets him to stretch out underneath him. But the horse doesn't lose a great deal with Chris Parnham on board, who's riding with a lot of confidence at the moment. From five, if he can begin evenly and land midfield at worst, I think it can land even closer to midfield. Gets in half a kilo off the minimum. The Darren McCall of Stable are just starting to to churn over the really positive results. Um, found themselves a nice horse in Talladega, which won again at Ascot yesterday. Against Patton as well. Yeah. Uh, no weight. Informed jock. Stable starting to hit its straps. Hyperspace coming off a confidence-boosting Narragin victory. Uh, this horse at its best. I think it is a graduation handicap winner in the past. I think he can win. Yeah, I, I actually don't have a real strong opinion here. Hyperspace uh, has been a pretty good horse for me in the past, but what I've noticed um, in in more recent times is that the uh, he uh, he can't get out the uh, he can't get out the gates, um, which is is the major concern. If he gets out the gates and lands one or two pairs back, he's really hard to beat. Um, can sustain a bit of a run. He's now a bit fitter, mm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm staying out. PJ, I haven't even really got a roughie. I want to. Uh, forward you here so um yeah hyperspace and Ava express are the two i've marked on top yep. aconite's the class if they're making ground out wide yep. um but no good luck punters yeah well, from from a tipping point of view i've got a uh, hyper hyperspace on top Ava express 
second pick. And my Maddie the other day was too fat, too slow, which yeah. I think Stiff. I think went pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see positive tactics from Aggression. Gate 14. Yeah. Aggression from JJ Noski. Roll forward, land in the first four potentially. Try and lead it. Mm. Try and sit outside the leader. I reckon it's... It's it's the value. Yep. Um, obviously, Aconite and Adornment are the class mares. They'll be they'll be doing their best work late. But um, I like Hyperspace, and I think too fat, too slow. Um, maybe about twenty one dollars on the day could be a go. I like it, PJ. Very wide quaddy leg for me, and uh, maybe try and shop on a for a bit of value on Betfair late because I, I think mm. there's probably fifteen winning chances in the race, but. Uh, Forced for a selection, I'll, I will follow you with hyperspace. Good old-fashioned raffle, race seven was. Certainly is. You're a better chance of winning the get-out stakes, I reckon, <laughs> than the uh, than race seven. <laughs> oh, here we go. This, for me, is uh, my most anticipated event of the day, and I know that we've got quite um, contrasting opinions here. There's a chance we might um, butt heads, actually, BJ, which I don't think we do enough of. So. Okay. Um, do you want me to, to lead up the charge here? State your case, Terry. Okay, I'll state my case. Uh, I am. I'm pretty keen uh, on. Uh, we'll get straight to the straight to it, eh? I, I from a speed map point of view, um, Lonsdale Lady and uh, Kentucky Love look your two obvious go forward horses. Lonsdale Lady does look like it's got a few little tricks out of the machines. We saw Jade miss it. A lot of horses miss it from Barrier One. I wonder if there's anything in that. I don't know whether that's just something that uh, again that these little things get in my head and play little tricks on me. It might not be an actual thing, but uh, missed it a little bit uh, first up. Forget she went around, or freshen at least, wasn't really a, an exact first up because only had a month and a half off. But um, previous efforts, this is, uh, this is a serious, uh, serious filly, BJ. Uh, her effort uh, when she ran third to Western Chant in a maiden, sat deep the trip, gone on the turn, ran the quickest last two of the race coming at them, Saturday Sun, Western Chant. That form line didn't look too bad um, going forward. Clearly had a lot to learn. Um, came out next start and made Dark Mission look second rate when just running um, running uh, that, uh, that filly along. Um, Dark Mission came out and won uh, her next two, beating Seawave, who broke, who broke maiden status next start, and beating Eurasia, who has been huge and ran yeah, second to Eurasia. Tom. Is humming. Yeah, exactly right. So really good form lines. I think this is a case of catch me if you can. There is not another horse that I would want to be on. Um, I what about, think. What about Kentucky Love? Surely they're going to want to lead. Uh, I think. I think if uh, they've made it really clear with uh, Lonsdale Lady, um, Kieran's actually said publicly, we want to lead. We want okay. to run along. So I think they'll be aware of that. The Miller Camp, and I think if Dart Mission, uh, sorry, if uh, Kentucky Love does ping the lids. And cross, I think we'll see Lonsdale Lady go to the outside. Okay. We don't Co want Cockney Crew style. Yes, one hundred percent. One exactly right. Same colours, same trainer, um, same sire. Um, we just uh, we don't want to see that though. We want to see Kentucky Love being happy to sit on the outside or even tailing. Yeah, trailing, um, trailing. Yes, stream. Yeah, our chances definitely diminish um, if crossed early by Kentucky Love. But mm -hmm. I have, and this is going to be fairly um, probably disagree with everyone here. I've marked a favourite of this horse race. And yes, I'm aware Tuscan Queen's in the race. I think Tuscan Queen is a massive risk here. Um, yeah, they're trying to build up to uh, the uh, Oaks and the Derby. Obviously, I'm aware of that. They weren't trying to win the first up race. But if you look at the last 200 metre times between Tuscan Queen and Naughty by Nature, Tuscan Queen's only run um, a quicker last two by 0 0.04 of a second. 
Naughty by Nature was on the hot speed, had to go early when Tiff has spoken, was beaten on the bend and had to make his run early. Tuscan Queen should have run a half second quicker last 200 for me than Naughty by Nature. Um, there was not enough in those last 200s. The blinkers go on. Is that a sign of intent or is that a sign of maybe she's not going as well as she was last campaign? Pike's not on. Uh, her only goal at the 1800. She was disappointing. You can say, well, hang on. She ran seventh in a group one, but she carried 50 kilos. That's a race you're meant to, you're meant to live up to. You're weighted to run big races. Um, I think Tuscan Queen is a massive risk. Um, Ladies in this race. Lay? I'm I'm not because I'm going to be having fairly uh, willing goes at uh, at Lonsdale Lady, and I really like Naughty by Nature as a horse, so I'm going to be um, making both of those two uh, a result here, BJ. Okay. Um, but yeah, willing to take on Tuscan Queen definitely. Um, I think I think, and it's a risk taking on Bob's uh, three year olds in these type of races. Both uh, both her and and Dark Mission um, are obviously. Uh, are obviously pretty smart uh, up and coming staying fillies, but um, I just think she's a little bit short and may not have returned in the same um, in the same condition. And she doesn't have William Pike, and that's a factor we need to um, we need to remember. So around about eleven dollars, Lonsdale Lady at the moment. I'm I'm literally uh, I'm I'm pretty excited, um, Bernard, to be at those prices. To be honest, I'm, I'm happy with the four fifty naughty by nature, even. Um, but it all depends what the market does with Tuscan Queen. I'm expecting her to drift from the two dollar sixty quote quite uh, heavily late. Mm. But you never never knock a champion, do you? All right. Well, I think this is quite a deep race for the mm. fillies. There's there's actually quite a few fillies in here who have who are going to be huge prices, who are going to win a lot of races as their career unfolds. Um, but, and, and in saying that, I have a lot of time for Lonsdale Lady, a lot of time for Naughty by Nature, and I have a big opinion of Mood Goddess. I think that we're going to see Tuscan Queen back to her best on Saturday. So I am, um, I reckon Tuscan Queen's almost my best betting proposition of the day. Oh, I like so this is going to be a bit of fun. I like so um, I wasn't that. I, I thought I got what I expected from her challenge stakes day. She hit the line pretty much exactly the same as Pam Bella, I thought. No, I don't think so. I think I think she got uh, Peter Hall got sort of impeded for clear running between the four hundred and the two hundred and then that's, when he got out he, he, she just worked home under her own steam. Like it, oh, it, that's it, still my point though. I think she but the fact she was held up for so long, I thought she was entitled to run a quicker last two. I thought she was entitled to do more in that last two. I think that was a glorified barrier trial for Tuscan Queen. I think right raise uh, Rising to the 1800, blinkers on from six. We saw in the Kingston Town Classic, and we also saw the Burgess Queen Stakes Day. She can actually begin and begin quite well. I don't think she's going to be out the back spotting these leaders a big head start. Hawley wants to make every poster winner riding for the Cerise and White, has won this race uh, riding a Cerise and White runner in the past. I think he's going to keep Lonsdale Lady in his sights. Who was that? Um, Awaken, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and um, blinkers on. I reckon this the blinkers are just going to um, really add something to this this filly. I just go back to a Burgess Queen Stakes performance, massive behind KC, huge champion fillies Stakes performance. That victory was fantastic, defeating Santa Brianna and KC, which led to her starting three dollar forty favorite in the Kingston Town Classic. My thing is 1,800 metres, blinkers on, love the draw. This just looks set up sweetly for Tuscan Queen. I think she's going to remind us how good she is with victory on Saturday. 
I'll be financially, um, it'll be financially poor for me if she does, but uh, that's very, uh, very well could be the case. But um, yeah, I'm happy taking you on here, BJ. <laughs> I like this. This is good. Um, uh, yeah, and I think once again, I'll bring up uh, the the buzzword for the podcast today. Roadblocks. Um, roadblocks. If Lonsdale Lady does get out in top, and there's there's plenty of options. Mm. I won't mention names in regards to roadblocks, but um, you think it's quite deep. I don't know if it is quite as deep. Uh, I think the top four really do stand out in Dark Mission, Tuscan Queen, Naughty by Nature and uh, Lonsdale Lady. Um, but a horse out in front and bowling along, mm. if if Tuscan Queen, Dark Mission and, and um, Naughty by Nature from 6, 9 and 11 have a few slow ones in front of it, um, Samantha's Twitch has drawn four, uh, Pambella might try and race closer, uh, Mr. Minikin doesn't jump that well but could could race closer, Hula Hoops will race closer. If they're beaten and causing roadblocks and you're having to make a sustained run at a horse that's really tough out in front, um, yeah, I'd be very surprised if Lonsdale Lady doesn't lead from start to finish at 10 to 1. So Great. So great mm. tipping there from Terry. Well, well, time will tell if it's great tipping. Well, it's you make a lot confident. of sense. Yeah, you're very confident. You, oh, make, could, you make a lot of sense. I could sell ice to an Eskimo, mate. So, um, so let's see. We'll see, what, um, we'll see what Lonsdale Lady is made of on Saturday. We'll also see if Tuscan Queen has, in fact, come back much but, anticipated um, race isn't it yeah match race yeah very much looking forward to it i don't want to lose on naughty by nature let me make that very clear i think that's um i think she's flying um at around 450 and 10 11 to 1 you can make them both a result but definitely a bigger result lonsdale lady yeah and obviously dark mission the the second uh stringer from the cerise and white camp she's a really qu- quality filly defeated eurasia last start with ears pricked exactly so, right she has yeah, two rides in a row where she's basically got the one-one and got every single chance. Though, so from barrier nine, it's going to be um, she's a gonna, different story. Yeah, it's yeah. a harder race, and she's going to get uh, a tougher run. So um, that's why I was happy taking her on. Good. Okay, here we go, Terry. The what, Rocky Rast. Yeah, the Get Out Stakes Market City meets the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Um, the Get Out Stakes, very simple Twitter-based competition at the one-one pod. On Twitter, who you think will win the last race, race nine at Ascot on Saturday, and please send through a decimal winning margin. The Crown Towers handicap, yeah, over fourteen hundred. We finish. Is that a is that a thing? Do we always finish with a crown something race? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just uh, getting inside people's heads. Yeah. Oh, where are we going to go? Of course, Crown after Towers. You, after you've done your dough, it's uh, Ascot. How can I? Uh, how can I get it back? So yeah. Uh, what are your uh, uh, subliminal messaging? Yeah, it's, not, it's not even all that subliminal. <laughs> is it? It's fairly uh, fairly in your face. Oh well, I'm actually out at the track on um, Saturday, Bernard. And there'll be a few boys probably. Uh, uh, hoping I can, um, hoping we can find a few winners. So this race, especially after a couple of, um, after a couple of those uh, frothies we discussed, might um, might be quite important because sometimes the uh, your expenditure on the last race uh, is a little bit, uh, it's a bit exponential for the day, you could say. What, uh, where are you leaning towards? Uh, Lockie uh, Taylor, I think, tweeted us a, a week or so ago and mentioned that we might see a couple that we've both been. Um, Discussing Laurentino for me and spilling over for you. Clash shortly, and it's uh, uh, two, two of our horses to follow. I think. Two of our horses so, to follow. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, I won't be following mine here. How about you, Beige? Are we following spilling over? I'm following spilling over. Mm-hmm. Second up, fourteen hundred meters back to Ascot. Jace, regular rider Jason Brown on board. Tick 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 tick. Give me a map. I need a map here, Beige. How yeah, are we? Is, how is, is he winning? This is the thing. Um, LD La holds the key. 
to the race. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting to see what the tactics are. Ryan Ryan Hill on board. Might scratch six day backup. Maybe, maybe. Would you be happy with that? I'd be wrapped with mm. that. Tickled, um, would you say tickled pink? Tickled pink. Mm. Phil McLeod, if mm. you're if you're listening, that would be great. Uh, I think Spillanova doesn't have to lead to win, but uh, I've got him. My map is outside LDLA. What about you, Terry? Uh, yes, I had Spillanova outside LDLA. Yeah, Darty could be with uh, Christy Bennett on. Could be a slight yeah. fly in the ointment if they want to kick up. Mm-hmm. Um, the other speed horse drawn underneath him is Sophie, Sophie Song. Song yeah. But she's not super quick early. Yeah. Um, far better horse. All of her wins, um, well, most of her wins and her better runs are when racing without cover. So you'd expect... They should try to be um, aggressive, but I don't think she has the pace to hold out Aldi La or probably even Yeah Daddy if uh, if um, if he can hold the fence. So, yeah, I think it's going to be leaders back for so yeah, so spilling over uh, outside the lead, um, or if Yeah Daddy does kick up underneath Aldi La, try and find a spot or maybe leads up a three wide line. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a typical Jason Brown Ascot ride where he's just going to get going probably about the five hundred, uh, try get them marching, rolling, stretching their necks. If spill if if the Taylor if Team Taylor have spilling over Cherry Ripe on Saturday, I think the Crown Towers handicap is all over. I haven't had a Cherry Ripe for a while. No, one of my favourite uh, delicacies actually. What, what are your thoughts on Turkish delights? No, oh, big yeah, big Turkish delight. I found a bit of Rocky Road as well. Yeah, and yeah, no, enjoy a bit of coconut. Bit of controversy know, there um, because the Turkish delights are. Uh, you know they have um, their knockers. There's a few layers out there on the Turkish Is there? Yeah, exchange. Oh, yeah. Only, uh, I don't. I wouldn't socialise with those type of people. Then <laughs> they're probably people that tip Tuscan Queen as well. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're always spilling over. I'm. Um, I've actually ended up uh, in a race where I initially wasn't all that uh, keen. The more I've done the deeper dive here, um, Bernard, I'm, I'm really keen on uh, on speeding Comet. There is a big chance that Speeding Comet um, is stuck deep here. But the plan will be to probably c- come across and try and find the back of, uh, of spilling over. But if not, uh, and Jade is forced to sit deep um, on Speeding Comet, this is a horse who loves to do it tough. He's a tough bugger. He's a dead set, absolute trial. This and <clears throat> some of his better runs, or most of his better runs throughout his career have been when doing it tough. Remember when he, um, it wasn't exactly tough, but sat outside free trade uh, for a win a couple of years ago. No, I remember nightmarish stuff. Like I remember runs when Taylor Stone used to ride him um, against Enticing Star, stat deep, and Enticing Star would win the race by a length and it'd be five lengths back. I think this is a horse that's got untapped ability and it's had a lot of bad luck mm. throughout its career. Loved its last effort over the 1,400 metres. Um, when I thought he was coming again at coming around on the line, and that is really good form um, over the 1,400. I think I my th- Greek boy ran third, and he went really well in the Pinjaro Classic. Exactly on right, yeah. Sunday, sorry? Yep, exactly right. I, I think that at this stage of his career now, 42 starts under his belt, that he's probably turning into more of a 1,400-metre horse. Mm. Um, you go back to his win this campaign over the 1,200, sat three and then four deep for probably the last 600 um, of that race, beating home Plutocracy. Plutocracy had every chance to beat him that day. Um, it's not one I'd usually tip because I, I do like horses that are probably a little bit cuter uh, in the map, and this isn't overly cute in the map. But I, I am really confident here, BJ. Um, I, I think Jade is riding with confidence, and we have touched on, not for a while, but in the past, I, I think when Jade gets the momentum up and gets them rolling, mm-hmm. I don't mind if this is ridden a little bit ugly, um, but I want her to be basically nearly in front by the 300, um, by the 250 at least in front, and um, I think the horse will do the rest and, and stick on really well. I think, I, think, I think that's where Jade does her best riding. Yeah, you've said that in the yeah, past. Many, I, I, many think, I think sometimes if she draws low and tries to be a bit, bit cute, then 
Um, I don't necessarily think that's her strength yet. Yep. That that will come. But at the moment, when she gets her hands dirty, gets gets moving into the race with momentum, even in front, like we saw yesterday, I think that's her best go. Yeah, 100%. So uh, just around the other $10 mark, it's a really each way, uh, really easy each way investment for those that like to play each way. Um, and uh, probably a watch on Festival Miss, who I expect will come late. Mm. But... I don't know. I think it's just a horse. I think she's 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 a nice enough runner and, and does a, a few things right. Been looked after by the handicapper taking the two points off for the last effort. I think that was a bit a bit nice to Bob um, to give her a, a two point reduction here, meaning she gets in with fifty four instead of fifty five. But I don't know. I, I just think she's a, a nice enough horse, but just a she'll be running on. Yeah, she'll be running on. But what, what are we what are we going to do with Mystery Miss? Who, as we sit here, it's uh, quarter past twelve. Thursday, the 27th of Feb. Mystery Miss. Favourite? Fave. Yeah, she's um, she's the lay of the day. I'll, I'll put up what's available, about four bucks at the moment. Um, yeah, she'll be the, the lay of the day. Expecting a nice run, but um, I think they just want her to get around safely surely, here. Surely Mystery Miss forward. is going to be fourth, third, second, last fence. Yeah, it's going to be a long way back for uh, for Chrissy Graham. Um, the Apprentice on's an interesting one. I thought they might have given Peter Hall the ride to try and guide her around safely, but it's probably a maybe a sign of let's give the kid a ride on a horse we don't think's um, necessarily. Keep the weight off her back. Yeah. yeah, keep the weight off her and a horse that we don't think is probably um, ready to win first up. But uh, no, very keen speeding Comet, even though it's probably not the most uh, suitable a map, but a non-suitable map is probably suitable for this, uh, for this bloke. So, so yeah. what about all the people who are... Hanging on every word of yours. Well, the who is that? The Lauren, they, they need they need to get a the Laurentinio faithful. Oh, like you're just you're right. just like abandoning ship. Oh, first of all, I'm not sure if Laurentinio is a 72 plus horse. Okay. Um, and secondly, I want to see uh, Chloe on. Um, probably not a Patrick Carberry horse, I don't think. But in saying that, should get the right run. I don't think. Uh, don't think uh, it's completely impossible. But um, no, not for me here, BJ. Very, uh, very comfortable lean that way. And um, so if you sign at five bucks, I'd be taking on pretty uh, confidently as well. All right, I'm, uh, I'm on board with spilling over. Terry is in the speeding comet corner. So don't forget to get your get out stakes selections in punters as that wraps up our preview for uh, Ascot 1000 Guineas Day. Terry. got there. We got there. I like it. A bit of a crescendo. A couple of confident ones late if we've had a tough start to the day, perhaps. But uh, yeah, a lack of agreements. I quite enjoyed that as well, BJ. Good. So that brings us, brings us to our best betting proposition of the day. Yes, it does. Uh, you, you lead us off, mate. Oh, I, th- I think I already um, alluded, flagged my intentions uh, when we were previewing the Thousand Guineas. I'm all aboard the Tuscan Queen wagon, firmly entrenched in the cerise and white vortex. So you are in the vortex. I'm in the vortex. Hundred percent. Yeah, and um, Tuscan Queen for me, she's the best of the day. Uh, Well, I'll go in the same race. Um, This is great. uh, Lonsdale lady at around the ten dollar mark. Uh, I want to be chopping on on naughty by nature uh, at that price. You comfortably can without too many issues. Um, yeah, Lonsdale lady, I'll take you on. Let's go for it. Good. Okay, we like to throw out Maddies. I don't think we land too many, oh, but but she's she's um they're mad for a reason, I suppose. But yeah. um, um, the Perth racing guru made a name for himself 
by finding. You say this every single one. By week. finding Maddie's. What do they say if you throw enough? Uh, if you throw enough shit at a wall, so sticks. <laughs> and uh, this was uh, this this was this was his bread and butter, the Perth Racing Guru. Twenty dollars plus, mad. Mm. Uh, you go first, Bernard. <laughs> I'm really struggling. I actually, I, I, I'd be making one up again um, mm. this week. It's uh, at twenty to one plus. I'm, I'm really, really struggling. Look, at a hundred to one, Jade ride the last double. Um, Good call. Yeah, Good it's call. Lonsdale Lady all up speeding Comet. You're going to get about a hundred to one the double. Um, I'll be having something on that uh, for sure. BJ, how about you? Have you found us anything over uh, twenty to one? I'll give you over fifteen to one today because there is, uh, yeah, they're just—it's a bit thinner in that sense. You didn't mind a couple in the Tuscan Queen race at a price, but you can't have. Surely you can't have your best bet in your Maddie in the same race. No, no, that's okay. I um, I did throw out too fat, too slow. Mm. Who I I'm hoping uh, for positive, aggressive Jared Noski tactics. Um, it's going to end up about mad prices and maybe um maybe my old mate steve wolf round the point 23 dollars rolls forward tough bugger in a bit of form wasn't too far away at ascot two starts ago currently 23 dollars probably get out further on the day round the point maybe yep mad. No, don't uh don't mind it um yeah, tough day to find a uh, a Maddie. I'm sure on Betfair on the exchange late, uh, maybe a few. I think even I'm not sure if Speeding Comet will be all that well supported. Um, to be honest, from the gate, there's a few question marks around it, especially at the 1400. Some people will question just, that as well. Just so. touching on Maddies, what do you think of Apache Pass in the Lex Piper? That if you're going to find a Maddie, that's probably the race to do so. Yeah. Uh, the two favourites, 270, 350, major question marks at the mile. Mm-hmm. Bogart. Again, we, we think it's very well suited at the mile, but there's some some question marks for me on its overall class. still hasn't class. quite done it yet. Yep. Yeah, so Apache Pass. I mean, Divide the Sea isn't completely silly. That The way they went first up in the 1,500 metres of the challenge was stupid. Mm. The way they ran that race was stupid. Um, they will take a sick he, here. He, he took hold of Brad Parnham that day, didn't he? Uh, yeah, 100%. The sea, they won't fire him up early. They'll, no. let him, they'll let him sit on the back of Fuhrer probably or something like that. And yeah. Um, Cover. Cover. Yeah, 100%. He's one that uh, isn't uh, – he's not a big chance, but he's not completely uh, – uh, completely impossible. That that's a good race, probably to find something at um, at value because all, all the favourites have some pretty heavy knocks on them. Okay, so Betfair, Leighton's lays. Um, Terry, mystery miss. Terry mentioned that mystery miss in uh, the Get Out Stakes race nine will be mm-hmm. the go. But also uh, make sure you follow Pete McCormick and Daniel Cripps on Twitter. They have also joined in the. Uh, Twitter lays, uh, the, sorry, the Betfair lays. Yeah, they stole my thunder last week with Burning Pride. Yeah, By the that, time I went on to do it, they both uh, they both already had a little uh, a tweet out and three bucks available, and, and it they got traded, lot, oh, yeah. traded at five. So yeah, it was um, yeah fairly obvious one in that sense. They but, got uh, a lot. The they did, and Pete also laid Celebrity Queen, which not only did it get beaten, but it traded at a longer price than you laid it at. So. A uh, couple of ticks there for uh, Mr. McCormick, mm. the podcast own very shortly. Very shortly. Can't wait to get Pete McCormick uh, on the 1-1. One, one. Moving on, horses to follow. Yeah, I'll lead us off this week. Nothing major for me. Um, from last week's Ascot, mate, you didn't have to be uh, – you didn't really even need eyes to see that uh, Celebrity Queen, uh, she should probably just win any race she goes to next. Probably take shorts, but – Short priced winners better than a long priced loser. Where do they go with celebrity? Queen? Oh, I don't know. They'll mark something out. They'll look at the 
Phillies and mares races, perhaps. I think there's the, a fourteen. The I think there's a fourteen hundred meter three year old race next Saturday. Yeah, I imagine that's probably a logical she, aim. There's yep. a million options. She'll yep. just go through the grades and then they'll look at her features, uh, pending how well she progresses. Uh, Catherine Wheel was another one of mine. Should have won last start. Obviously, we've tipped it uh, with a degree of confidence um, on Saturday. Yesterday, uh, I'd had a reasonable. Uh, investment on baby blues and it was probably as good a thing beaten as you will ever see in your life mm, um, I say run. that nearly every single week but actually jumped really well was forced to go back when Harvey couldn't find a spot uh, the pont on a day where leaders were dominating um, time to sizzle started paddling late and uh, it was probably I'm probably going to exaggerate this but you never want to let the truth get in the way of a good story uh, it was probably 10 off them with probably 150 to go and uh, time to sizzle sopped and um yeah missed by a a fleas uh, a fleas penis so um yeah baby blues will be very hard to beat wherever it goes next and um the money burner resistance uh while it's a horse that says beyond me next start every single start is just flying just get on it next up Oh, man. <laughs> you, you want to be on each way, but geez, yeah. On a track, you can make ground, um, and there's the right. Maybe it needs to draw did, a slightly did you, better yeah, hole. Jump from fourteen, but yeah. its last 100 meters again was really hard to miss. And but the start before that, it's run second to um, Flower of War. So mm -hmm. I think it's come back in um, in career best. So yeah, resistance um, with the right race, BJ. That's it for me. Nothing exciting this week. Remember that time, Baby Blues beat Adelaide Ace. Mm, that was good. Yeah, I thought you might bring that up. Yeah, yeah um, the only time I've backed Adelaide Ace. Yeah, two sixty to a dollar forty. Anyway, thanks, Bernard. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's good to see the Pontiff. Like, he's back. Good to see him trying. You mean? No, he's back. Yeah. you can just tell he's he's, he's hungry. In his eye. Yeah, he's hungry. He's strong. He's balanced. He's just yeah. The Pont. It's great to see. Um, my horses to follow mm -hmm. all come from last Sunday's Pinjarra meeting. I really f liked the way, actually I flagged this horse in trials, but I liked the way a horse called Great Waters finished off in a maiden. Martin Allen wearing the Bellis blue and white. Stable's flying. Yeah, worked home nicely. Probably, I'm sure that, thinking that was a 14 or 1500 meter race, I reckon stepping out to a mile next start, Great Waters will be really hard to beat. Yeah, Marty Allen coming off. A double? Ne nearly a treble. Swordguard grabbing the line. Yeah, yeah, nearly a treble. That's well done. That's a great days mm -hmm. racing for him. And we have spoken at length about the Brett Pope stable mm. um, and their lean run in the turning last the six months. The wheel's turning. Mm -hmm. I've got two Brett Pope runners who caught the eye at Pinjara last Sunday who I reckon will be really hard to beat in whatever race they line up in next. Race six was the squirt. Mm. Really eye-catching first up effort after a nice trial alongside Devoted, Devoted Star. Star. Yeah, exactly right. And I thought Divine Shadow was pretty brave. Mm. Three wide, no cover the entire. Kept coming at Kakadu late. It was really good in the 10th race of the day. So I think the uh, I think it's just starting to turn for Brett Pope. So hopefully he can start um, punching home a few winners. He's only had the one winner, but there's a lot of horses now running up to market expectations. Yep. So I think he's, um, yeah, the state, exactly what you said. I think a, a flurry of winners isn't far away from um, the Holy Pope. All right. Top Notch Trialers, my favorite segment. Mm. Um, Terry's, not so much, but that's okay. Um, anything to add, Terry, before I... My page is blank, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. I I really um, thought there was a lot of gold in the Larkhill Monday session, the 24th of February. There was a heap of gold there, guys. So get the replays out, have a look, especially there was lots of really nice two-year-olds going around. I see Digby Beecham and Julio Santarelli are doing 
trial wraps. Yeah, it's really good. good, really good service. One thing I'll say about those Lark Hill trials is um, we've seen a lot. We we're just discussing this off air before. Um, there's a lot of runners that are coming wide. There appears to be a lane. That's on the back straight trials. Yeah. The back, sorry, the back yeah. straight trials. Yes, uh, I think the 14th of February. If you're watching those trials, you see horses like Son of a God, um, Captain Kink, uh, Oristano. Um, they look amazing, and they don't get me wrong. They're very good trials, but I think that's a uh, a really strong lane to be at. So why you think oh they've they've parked wide or they've done a bit of extra work i think that might be the best going there okay good to know um yeah as i said julian digby are doing these trial reviews on twitter if you don't follow uh, the races wa on twitter do so because there's heaps of information that they're pumping out free information and it's great my top notch trialers from monday's lark hill session laver rod really really smart horse this fellow he he always trials well but this he looks like he's taken another step forward connections apparently according to the west are looking at sending him to victoria he's a super vobus horse so he's eligible for significant bonuses as a mm. three-year-old probably not a bad not a bad go laver rod just looks like a horse he's just going to get better and better and better with racing i've been waiting to see what i've been waiting for this horse to re-emerge a horse by the name of giant leap peter's investments mm. horse was massive when beaten on debut i think they'll rate the the winner of that race, correct me if I'm wrong, was Levitate. This horse, Giant Leap, looks all class. I reckon it will just win whatever it lines up in first up. Mm-hmm. Giant Leap, Blackwood, it, Blackwood, that horse, it goes good. And the last was Spiritual Warrior was stepping out for the first time since the Perth Cup where he was luckless in the Perth Cup. I think he ran fifth or sixth. was a really, really – geez, he was stiff that day. Probably should have run second to Mississippi Delta. Now, Spiritual Warrior, he had a good blowout in the trials at Lark Hill on Monday. He will be heading towards the Pinjarra and Bunbury Cups for the Justin and Lucy Warwick. And it was good to see Lucy back in action after uh, injury. She was um, in action at the trials on Monday as well. Okay. Whatever happened to proving to be quite a popular segment for us here at the 1-1? Uh, people are... People are even, horse hunters, aren't we? We are. And people are firing in on Twitter. Um, horses for us to chase up last week the horse that i raised was indominus from the colin webster stable got word late last night um, from uh, one of my ascot spies that the horse is in training with colin webster at the moment very good keep an eye out for indominus i imagine they will be sending it to the trials before they send it to the races so superstorm might uh, frank the form on saturday further yes it may do so yeah he's a really he's got a lot of ability that horse so hopefully they can patch him up and get him back to the track the horse that came up for me this week and the whatever happened to is we seem to have a lot of the peter's investments whatever happened to is but that's because he's really really patient and he can afford to be bob mm. he does have some competitive competitive advantages i thought you were about to say he does have some money <laughs> well there's that but um this horse western pride three starts for three wins was probably going to start favorite in the belmont guineas last year was scratched in the lead up to the guineas hasn't been cited since racing australia says the horse is still spelling so might just hunt up whatever happened to Mm -hmm. western pride terry very nice horse western pride very nice horse very nice horse for the cerise and white they've got plenty of those how did the uh twitter poll end up last week beige okay so last week we asked uh the twitter racing fraternity the twitter army the twitter army to i don't know their opinion on who was west australia's second best jockey in the absence of william pike last saturday who do they think is wa's second best hoop now we get there was three 
the, Twitter only allows four options. So we had to condense what we really wanted to do. We ended up rolling with options, Paul Harvey, Chris Parnham or other. Paul Harvey got 34.9% of the vote. Chrissy Parnham, 28.4. So purely head-to-head, Paul Harvey gets um, the nod. Other received 367 but I imagine that's divided up amongst quite a few. So Paul Harvey is still considered uh, on Twitter anyway. Um, WA's second best job. A lot of old souls that might be a little bit patriotic to the uh, the pont. Yeah, to the pont. Yes, understand. Bit of bit of well. nostalgia, but no, he is he is riding um, extremely well at present. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to ask you, Terry, the other, if we if Twitter allowed us to have five options last Friday when we released the poll, what would your five options be? Oh, I think the way they're riding at the moment, Joey's. I think Joey was probably stiff not to make the initial list. Actually, Joey has a party. I think okay. he's riding. Um, he's riding well. Tactically, strength um, horses are going for him. Um, and the, the the Singapore stint seems yeah, to have taken him to, he, a, he's to only, another he's only, level. Um, come back a better jockey since yep. then. So um, there's no. Uh, it's obvious why he's starting to get bigger rides for Harrison, starting to pick up a couple for Bob this week. Um, and yeah, we, we spoke earlier about CJP being the maybe the heir apparent. Um, I don't think there's any reason that Joseph as a party can't uh, be the number two. Both, both young guys too. I reckon they're both yeah. 25 and under or something like that. So they've 100%. got plenty of upside. Yeah, Joe's good. Uh, uh, he's written a, a couple of ones that I've owned as well. He's good talking to the owners and whatnot. And he's um, sort of goes into the race with pretty clear plans as well, which you like to see. Uh, CJP probably doesn't have the best strike rate for the last period, as I mentioned earlier, but I think he's probably the one with probably the most upside. Um, and from there, man, this, uh, it's, it's probably harsh to leave anybody out. Um, Brad Parnham, I think, uh, he's obviously had some time off, but he's starting to really find his feet again. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Mitchie Pateman. I don't think he's probably riding at his best at the minute. but um, He's getting I, there. He's getting he there. is getting there 100%. Yeah, yeah that's understandable as well um, with weight and, and the injuries and the couple of falls and whatnot. But uh, I think he's the one that uh, when he's up and about, he's a, he's a punter's pal, old Mitchie Pateman. Um, but yeah, if you had to put a fifth one in right now, um, probably Chloe as a party, EJ. Um, From left field, ahead of yeah. Jay. Ahead, oh yeah, it's a ding, it's a ding donger. Um, Chloe's riding. Sounds horses. like Terry's going to need a top ten. I think. I, I will. It's it's a very even. Um, it's a very even market at the moment. So there's some other people that are pretty stiff to miss out there, like Jared Noski as well. Mm. So very difficult. I, I wouldn't even necessarily have Harvey uh, as number two. So um, really? I don't know. You're going yeah. against the. You're going against. Yeah, I probably have Joey at number two. You're going against Twitter. Yeah, look, going against Twitter. Have we ever gone with Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Who are your top five? My top five, yeah. Paul Harvey, Chris Parnham, Joe Azapardi, Jared Noski, CJP. Ah, pretty similar then, Very similar. Yeah. party is a really interesting case study for me. Mm-hmm. Some days I think this guy is clearly the second best jockey in West Australia. Other days, you know, but, but that's – other days I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure. But there's – he's – um. He's come back really strong, really aggressive, and really polished from his time in Singapore. He's got he's in with some really good stables. Yeah, um, got a good manager, and um, I think he he's quite a popular young guy. I think he's just going to get better and better and better. I reckon as a party. In a season or two, he'll be clearly the second best rider in Western Australia. Yep. No, I'm with you. Uh, next week's poll. How about uh, we haven't actually thought about this before, and how about we chuck something out about uh, yes or no? Um, yes or no. Should tactical 
changes, just uh, starting on from my first tantrum, which was probably several hours ago now, yeah. um, should tactical changes be announced um, by, uh, well, should trainers have to notify stewards who then announce tactical changes or do we just forget it, let races be run? Yes mm. or no? How about that? Um, this is this is going to be fascinating to see because mm. Twitter knows. Yeah, always does know. Um, so actually, <laughs> be very interesting to see what the uh, the Twitter faithful come up with in that poll. Should trainers have to notify stewards of changes in riding tactics? Yep, that's it. Nice and simple. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah, we don't need four answers for that one. So. Okay, we've come to the end of episode 14. Terry, it's been great teaming up with you again. Always is, Bernard. Bernie. 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 Yeah. I like Bernie. Uh, I'm going to be out there on Saturday as well for any listeners that want to come and have a beer. A couple of the lads are heading there, so uh, give us a hoy. And, um, yeah, I'll be uh, having a couple of uh, refreshments at Ascot while we hopefully can um, get a J-double to finish off the card, BJ. Mm-hmm. Fancy getting lobbed with Terence and Bernard. Yeah, as your, as your first yeah. name. Parents, parents didn't like us. I think popped out and thought, "Oh no, we don't like this one." So, do you know my parents actually called me Terence instead of Terry in case I was knighted? Is and that that's, right? That's not even a that's not even a bullshit story. That's actually true. So, yeah, well, I, well, I was what's, basically what's, what's I had no middle? hope from a young age. What's your middle name? My middle name's Keith. Keith. So yeah, I was uh, Terence. So Terence Keith. Layton. I was butchered from birth, basically. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining us for another episode. Looking forward to having Peter McCormick on in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, hopefully um, we've steered you into a couple of winners. Uh, Until next time on The 1-1.